love this time of year. It is testimony time. What does it mean to have a testimony for the Lord? Uh, well, to have a testimony is to testify. And you can't have a testimony if you've never had a test. You can never have a message if you've never had a mess. And oftentimes, God will use the broken people in life to accomplish great things for him. I have a list of teenagers uh, that will be our speaking order for this evening. And uh, every year we look forward to going to youth conferences and meetings, and God has been so gracious to allow us to attend this year at Greater Portland Baptist Church. The theme this year was Gloryland, and Gloryland, kind of a playoff of Candyland and uh, Willy Wonka sort of theme, so it was really interesting and cool to see evangelist Scott Pauley throwing candy into the crowd and the senior pastor of the church uh, waving a cane around and sliding down the entire staircase to open the meeting. It was wild, confetti, a kind of feeling at least. It felt like there was confetti, but maybe it was all just candy. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, Brother Yassine, if we have those slides and could beam those up on the screen, and maybe we could take a look at what this all kind of looked like. Uh, we have our group. We have a group shot together. All of us there. Let me step out of the way. You can see that. This is all of us on the platform of Greater Portland Baptist Church kind of a larger church building, and God was gracious to allow us uh, to make that eight-hour drive. Let's go over to the next slide. There, Jay, Jay Kim, he'll be speaking for us in a little bit. He got a picture beside uh, one of his favorite preachers, Scott Polly. He listens to his podcast every week, right, Jay? You ready to read for us? He's going to read the theme verse in a little bit. The theme verse is Psalm 119 and verse 103. So why don't you take your Bibles and turn there. And Jay's going to get ready to read for us in a little bit. And one more slide there, Brother Yassin. And this was the Sky Zone Trampoline Park. Our teens had a great time here, uh, I think. Uh, some of them liked it. Some of them uh, had uh, some great things to say, and I know they do. And I see them making facial expressions in the back there. I know they kind of had mixed feelings about it. But it was definitely fun for all of us. And uh, by God's grace, we had uh, about 20 people, 20 people, uh, going down there, 15 people in the big van and uh, about five or six, seven in the other van. We kind of jumped in between vans and made it all work. And so grateful for the, um, the investment of people at Greater Portland Baptist Church. If you ever meet uh, Pastor Scott McFeeters, uh, be sure to uh, thank him for his labor of love, as well as the youth pastor there, uh, Brother Andrew Watson. They did a tremendous job uh, organizing this conference and what a youth conference is, is just a great a youth event to hear preaching, uh, to sing the praises of the Lord, to play some games, and just to be around uh, teenagers from other churches and uh, peers of like age and like faith and uh, together uh, serving the Lord uh, um, uh, as we learn some things together and uh, just have a blast. And so I'm going to ask uh, Brother Jay Kim, right? You're going to read that Bible verse for us, and let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm 119, verse 103. This is the theme verse, okay? Ready, Jay? Come on up here. Thank you for praying for Northwest Youth Conference, um, for the drivers. Um, we're, uh, Psalms 119, 103, 103 says... How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. That was awesome. How sweet, how sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. 
I believe that the Word of God is sweeter than any candy, any chocolate bar. And I'm going to get ready to have our next speaker, our first speaker here. I didn't tell you the order. I'm looking at this corner right over here. So much tension in the air. They're waiting with bated breath. They are ready uh, for Leah Molina to be our first speaker, right? You're ready? All right. Come on, Leah. Let's hear it. My name is Leah, and I want to start off by saying thank you to those of you who prayed and donated to the conference, and also to Miss Julia for getting us to Portland and back safely. A lot of whiplash, but it's okay. Um, my favorite preachers were um, the evangelist Scott Pauley and Pastor Sammy Robertson, and something that spoke to me was pa uh, evangelist, past well, whatever what he is, evangelist Scott Pauley, um, what he said during his sermon. He said that it's easy to make decisions when we're at a conference or when we're at camp, but the real struggle is keeping those decisions throughout our life because when you're in a church, you know, invitations, when he says stand up, you know, for he would ask certain questions like stand up if you have something in your heart that you know you want to get right with God. It's easy to stand up because you see everyone else doing it and you kind of want to do it too. So, and um, I'll be honest, there's decisions that I made at the past two years of Camp Yes that I still haven't kept, and I think this conference really reminded me of those decisions that I want to keep and also helped me to make some more. So, thank you. Amen. I neglected to mention that the speakers uh, for this meeting uh, we're, we're, of course, the senior pastor of Greater Portland Baptist Church. His name is Scott McFeeters, the youth pastor over there um, who, who did a great job, Brother Andrew Watson. We also had Pastor Sammy Roberson III. Uh, he's this uh, big guy from Liberty Baptist Church in Newport Beach, I believe, in California. If I'm not mistaken, he works with Brother Ryman Thompson there. And uh, he uh, definitely has a different background, you know, grew up in the hood, a single mother, and I don't want to take away uh, everything that these teens are going to say, um, but he has just a godly testimony of God's grace in his life. Evangelist Scott Pauley raised very differently. He was the son of a preacher, actually third-generation preacher, so his grandpa was a preacher as well, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, uh, he, he's just been hearing the gospel his whole, whole life, and he's, he's always known about the Bible. And so uh, he was very blessed out of Beckley, uh, West Virginia, uh, you know, just to travel uh, to many places in America and also in Canada. He's been with us on several occasions, and so he also has a podcast that he's known for called Enjoying the Journey. And if you don't listen to that podcast, let me encourage you uh, to look that up and um, just uh, be ready uh, to hear from God's Word every week. Uh, let me check out my list, and I'll see who's next, okay? This is an East Conference, so I'm not going to ask for a drum roll. Uh, how about Michael Jellybird? Michael, come on, man. All right, good evening, everyone. So I just want to thank the Lord for uh, bringing us back from Portland on our way back, uh, on our way and on our way back from keeping, you know, just keeping us safe, you know, avoiding everything. Um, so then... All I want to talk about is the preaching that we just uh, heard. So the preaching was hard rock solid, man. But 
uh, it was very, um, very, I forgot the word, but it was pretty hard in my heart. It was kind of like uh, in your, in, like in your face thing. Um, <laughs> but um, the preaching that I just heard was about eternity. It's all about like everything in this world, everything that you get will all pass away when you all, when we, when we die. Like for example, this thing, this thing will not last forever, right? Everyone agrees, right? And that, that really got me pretty hard. Like I keep things that I, that I think that will last forever. And, but then after I heard that, I just realized that, that that's not, that's not gonna happen. It, it will pass away. Um, so uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening, and good luck to the other teens, man. Now, now, the sermon that he just mentioned uh, was the other speaker that was kind of a surprise guest speaker. We didn't expect evangelist Bob Holmes to be with us. He's known as the one-man volleyball team. And if you've never looked up his uh, website or uh, his accolades, what he's done, he's beaten professional sports teams, not too often many uh, professional volleyball teams, but professional football teams uh, in the game of volleyball. And so uh, if you look up beatbob.com, you can see footage of this guy all by himself. Right now, I think he's 60. Is he 62 or 67? Do you remember, guys? He's still going. He told, he told the sponsors, the adults, that he doesn't stretch before his games. So I don't know. He has some supernatural ability to play volleyball. Um, but evangelist Bob Holmes, he preached this wonderful message on eternity. And it did touch many hearts. And so uh, thank you, Michael, uh, for sharing that. Our next speaker will be Jariah. Jariah, come on down. Good morning, Anchor Baptist Church. I mean, um, good evening. Good evening. Um, first off, I'd like to thank um, Pastor Ben Turner and Youth Pastor Pastor Kevin for uh, making this trip possible. And I'd thank the Lord as well for making everything possible. Um, so, the youth conference. Um, it, was, it was a pretty good youth conference. Long drive, long drive, but... It was enjoyable. Everybody had fun in the car. Lots of jokes, lots of jokes and laughter. Um, first day, or well, first night, first preaching, it had a lot of effect on me. Um, uh, preacher, evangelist uh, Scott Pauley. Um, he uh, preached about um, Psalm 119. And as he was preaching, he mentioned stuff about how you think, uh, how do you really know God? And I started questioning myself about some things, and he made me realize that I may be wrong about myself with uh, how I think about myself. Um, there's uh, this verse he uh, showed me, which was um, uh, Proverbs uh, 22, verse 1. Yeah, so uh, Proverbs 22, verse 1. A good name is rather to be chosen 
than great riches and a loving favor rather than silver and gold. Um, when I, as, as I was growing up, I try to have a good name in front of other people, but not the Lord, and not in front of other Christians. Um, I would do things that pleases other people, but after the preaching, I came to realize that I'm pleasing the wrong type of people, especially it's not pleasing to the Lord. And during the preaching, it hit me, as in, I have a very hard heart, as in my walls from my heart were pretty hard to penetrate, but the message that um, Evangelist Scott Pauley preached to us, it's like God penetrated that wall, he broke it down. Um, he called us to the altar, and uh, as we were praying, he was praying for us, I uh, started weeping a bit, because... I finally saw who I really was and how all my actions were wrong and unpleasing to the Lord. He also said that um, we've got to stop blaming the devil for everything in our sins. Because sometimes, if you, if you look at it this way, every morning you look into the mirror, you see yourself. And that's actually one of your biggest enemies that you have to face. It's not just the devil, it's also, it's also the flesh that makes you... <clears throat> but I'm glad that I got to talk to the staff members there. I got, I'm glad I talked to um, youth pastor Kevin. Uh, he talked to me about how uh, it's better to give more time to the Lord than just do things that are unpleasing to Him. And God spoke to me during that prayer, and He told me that I should read my, board, my Bible more often, since I've been, my Bible's been like collecting dust over the days, and that's not how the Bible should be treated. I should I should wake up every morning, first thing I should grab the Bible, read it, then start my day. And before I go to sleep, I should be reading my Bible as well. But yeah, I thank, I thank the Lord for this, thank for the safety, thank you again to Pastor Ben Turner and Youth Pastor Kevin for making this trip possible. Love you, Jariah. Proud of you. All right. Jacob Molina. Hello. As, as you heard, Kevin, my name is Jacob. Uh, it's my first year of Portland. Uh, I just want to thank the board for making it possible. And for all the people that donated, and for everyone that was praying. Yeah, one of my favorite preachers was probably Sammy, Sammy Robeson. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but 
Yeah, it was like one of my favorites. Like, I think it was one of the first messages that really spoke to me. Uh, I think it was like, the title was like, um, uh, I can't really remember. Ah, brains in another world. Yo, I was really. Oh, I can't remember at all. It was good though, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone else know? I think it was the the first service. No. Oh. Anyway, um, I think. Yeah, this really spoke to me. I think it was like. Or you can come back up later. Maybe write down some notes, come back. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no worries, yeah. Just look at the notes. All good. We're all family here. We're all family here, so that's all right. We need to support that. It's all good. That's okay. You, you don't know how many times that's happened to me and so many other people. It's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, how about Max? Max, why don't you help us today? God, brother. Matt's got a lot to say. He'll help us. Hello, uh, Anchor Baptist Church. So, um, I would like to thank God for the opportunity to go to Portland for my first year. And I thank Pastor Kevin and Pastor Ben Turner for letting this opportunity happen. And um, basically, my uh, I wasn't expecting the messages to hit hard, but um, Pastor Sammy made it like make me start to wonder like one of his messages was about exposing yourself to the world and um, basically you're exposing yourself and not being ashamed of it or a bit or embarrassed and um, it, he made me realize that um, that I've been that like, I haven't been living by the word. Same with Evangelist Scott Pauly, that um, when the uh, time came for the pulpit and, um, like, um, what's the word? Basically, getting on your knees and praying for God and, like, asking him for help. And um, on the first night, I started weeping because I knew my faith was not strong and I have not been reading my Bible at all. And um, basically God spoke to me in the, all those messages telling me that I have to get right with the Lord. And um, I've been reading my Bible for 
five minutes every day and been increasing the time. And um, I'm starting to get like started on my devotions. And, um, but like one of my other favorite times at Portland was Sky Zone, even though I ended up kind of hurting my arm a little bit, but it was still a fun time. And um, I just have to thank the Lord and our two pastors for letting this opportunity come and happen. Thank you. Thank you, Max. All right. Is Jeremiah Jellybert here? Is Jeremiah here? Okay, he's in the back. There you go. Come on down. So I want to say thank you to Pastor Kevin and for Pastor Turner for letting us go down to the States. It was a really great time. And for thank you to, he's not here today, but Pastor Mr. Marshall for just taking the time to drive us down there and putting up with all our stuff in the car, all our noise. Yeah, Portland, it's pretty fun, really fun, actually. You go to bed at 3 a.m. after a night of, like, goofing off, trying to keep a straight face in the lobby. Then you wake up at 7, go to, hotel, uh, go to the hotel lobby, and drink as much coffee and eat as much sugar as possible, try to stay awake. <laughs> then you hit the toilet for another 30 minutes after that. Not, not much fun, but then you, you think you're tired, but then you hear the preaching, and then it's like, not tired anymore. I'm keeping my back straight now. Yeah, so I think the main thing that spoke to me there was that, this is actually, turn to 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15. Yeah, if you guys are there, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the word, world, the love of the Father is not in, in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the, that there, and the pride of life, I think that's the main thing I was struggling with up until Portland, because I was really having struggles with pride and conceit because... Even before that, like, I thought that I'd have to work to stay saved. I thought I'd have to keep doing a bunch of good things, get in my Bible if I prayed. I thought if I prayed really hard, worked really hard, maybe then God would love me. Maybe then I could actually, like, get closer to God. But then going to Portland, if I, and hearing Pastor Sammy preach, especially in this chapter, I realized, I'm kind of weak. I'm kind of weak. And it's like, I can do none of that on my own, that I have to just give up on, like, trying trying hard, trying to do it all, you know, trying to be like, you know, all, all me, all me, you know, it's not all me. I, can, I can't do anything on my own. I have to put it all, leave it all to God. Because without him, and I, couldn't, I really can't do anything. I wouldn't be able to be saved. None of us would be able to be saved. We can't work at doing anything. We can't work to save ourselves. Another thing that really spoke to me as well is that I've, as well as I've been kind of drifting away from God as well. Like, and trying to focus on myself, you know, trying to read as many books as possible because the thing is like, ooh, self-improvement, self-improvement, go gym, eat big weights, lift big weights, eat much food. <laughs> eat a lot of food, lift big weights, all of that. Read books, study hard, be smart, try to do well in school, and then that's, that's worth not, absolutely nothing. If it's not for God. 
that, I, if, that it's better to, again, Pastor Sammy said, it's better to live in a cardboard box under some bridge and live for God than it is to be the wealthiest man in the world and be completely empty and devoid of any purpose. Because there's more purpose in living for God than in anything else. Even if you're like super rich, like Bill Gates, Bill Gates rich, you can give as much money to charities as you want and all that. But then what purpose, like it serves a good purpose, but then he's still, he'll still feel empty at the end because he doesn't have Jesus with him. Yeah, and then I'll, again, from now on, because of this, Pastor Sammy said, I'll have to get in my Bible every day. And Pastor Kev said as well, that if I don't understand something, I have to keep ha- reading it, hammering, hammering it down, hammering it down until I finally understand. Yeah, I'd have to dedicate myself to God instead of trying to live for myself. That's it. Amen. Thank you, Jeremiah. Hey, philanthropy can't save you. Power can't save you. Preaching can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. And so we rely wholly, completely, and totally on him. That was really helpful. Thank you. Let's see who's next here. Uh, Jacob Bowen. It was my first time at the youth conference this year, and I want to thank whoever sponsored or organized or um, donated to the cause so that we could go. And it was my first time at listening to Scott Pauley preach, and he touched on getting excited about God and how we need to tell others and be known for loving God, and we need to get away from worldly things like uh, what. The verse Jeremiah said, First John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And we need to get away from worldly things and not. We need to bring glory to God each day that we live. And Pastor, Sa- Pastor Sammy Anderson is a preacher who's really energetic and is really unique in my eyes because he's always loud and energetic preaching the word, and something, another thing that uh, evangelist Scott Pauley preached on was reading God's word more consistently, which I have not been doing much, and Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We need to use God's word as instructions each day. And I thought of this analogy where what would a knight be without their sword and what would a Christian be without God's word? And yeah, so something I got from that would I need to start reading more of God's word. And yeah, that's all. Amen. Thank the Lord for that. Thank you, Jacob. Common theme that you've been noticing is that the scripture is valuable in our lives. Thy word is sweet. His word is sweet. And so uh, just, just let's uh, uh, focus on the Lord and enjoy, enjoy God and enjoy his presence. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jacob Molina, are you ready? Do you want to try again? All right. Come on down. Here we go.
if we can do this again. Okay, so I finally remember the title. I think it was Don't Miss Out on What God Has for You. Sometimes when I do, like, do my devos, like, I just read it. And listen, uh, yeah, I just read it and then like, forget about it during the day. And same, same thing for like, when I go to church, I listen to the preaching and then like, I forget about it. So I've been like trying. I've been trying to like focus on what the what God has for me. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Now, Leo, if you're ready, he's also going to read a testimony from his mother, who is with us, right? And so, uh, Mrs. Elliot, I don't believe she's able to be with us uh, this evening, but Leo has uh, two testimonies to help us with today. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Um, let's start off with my testimony first. Um, my testimony is also from 1 John 2, 15. So thank you, everybody, for taking my path, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so it says, love not the world. Um, since I'm in, like, a public school, it's kind of hard when you're surrounded by a bunch of people who don't know the Lord. Yes, there are a select few that are at those public schools that do know them, but I don't really communicate with them. I don't really know who they are. And there is a Bible club at my school, but it's not really King James Version Bible club. It's more of a outer, other Bible. And one of the, there are many, all of the preaching spoke to me. I really couldn't think of a sermon where I didn't shed a tear. All of them spoke to me. One, the ones about stress, I have a high stress level whenever I get into something, and it's really not the best. But he was, Scott Pauly, Pastor Scott Pauly said to go to the Lord when you have stresses. Like, pray to the Lord. Ask him to help you get through those stresses. Instead of, you, you, yes, there's other people who can help you, but the only person who can really help you through those stresses is God. And... I also, too, struggle with reading my Bible. And one thing I've noticed when I don't read my Bible, I start reading my Bible for a bit, and then when I don't, things go on a decline. Whenever I do read my Bible, things are very good. They go, everything's going well. But when I stop reading my Bible, everything goes on some declined hill. And that's, that's God telling me, hey, come back to me. You need to get back into my word and start trusting me more with your life than trusting yourself to lead your life. And uh, the other verses around this one, it's 1 John 2, 12. It says, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven. You forgiven, oh my goodness. I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. Um, our sins are forgiven for God's name. And he also read the other verses around it. I write unto you fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. <clears throat> I write unto you young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one, meaning the devil. I write unto you little children, because ye have known the father. And in verse 14, I have written unto you fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men, <clears throat> because ye are strong, and, of, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye overcome the wicked one. And those verses really spoke to me, hit me really close to home. 
and a couple other verses. And there's one thing the pastor Sammy spoke about, is every Christian has enemies. One being the world, two being the flesh, and the third one being the devil. <clears throat> and as for the other ones that said that when you look in the mirror, you are your greatest enemy. The devil is also your enemy, but when you, look, when you wake up, you only look at yourself. And if you see the devil in you, that means the, the devil is the biggest enemy, but you are also your enemy. And I'm going to move on to my mom's here. Let's see what she says. Okay, got to scroll up here. Um, <clears throat> my mom starts off with, I thank God for giving me the opportunity to attend the Northwest Youth Conference this year. Um, before the conference started, I started praying constantly for our teens at Anchor Baptist Church and to everyone who will be attending the event for a good revival and salvation to the lost. And the first service that we had, uh, where is it? She was in awe on how God answered every prayer that was offered to him. And at the end of both preaching, I see God's working, God working in the lives of every teen, workers included, and even her. Because I, I too needed that revival in my life. <clears throat> I'm sure the kids have already shared their different testimonies on how God speaks to them, the content of preaching that caught their attention about their Christian walk or relationships they have with, in, with the Lord. They, oh, the crowd was, a, was great, and almost everyone went forward surrendering whatever commitment they decided to surrender for the Lord. I cried because the specific teens that I prayed for was in the crowd. I can't help myself from crying, thanking God for opening the eyes and hearts of these individuals that I prayed for. God indeed is so, so good and gracious to each one of us, one of his children. One of the teens was crying intensely, and it's the Lord working on him. <clears throat> After the service, I went to him and gave him a really tight hug and told him that he did the right thing and that she, I'm so proud of him, he, that, so proud of his decision that he made that night, <clears throat> and that his parents were, were sure and happy and proud of him too. All in all, all God and praise, all glory and praises belong to God. Please continue to pray for our teens as they were going, as they are going to mingle with their friends, that they will share what they have learned and learn from the conference. Please pray too that the decisions or commitments that all the teens made will stay with them and apply to their daily lives. Thank you so much for your prayers. I would like to encourage everyone who may be given a chance or opportunity to go, take that chance and go to Portland next year. I too want to encourage all the other people, all the other younger students, youth in this church, that when it is your time and you do can have a chance to go to a youth conference, go to it, it's worth it. I thank everybody who prayed and helped donate and just, it took us to Portland for doing all of that. Thank you. Thank you, Leo. The scripture says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That was a powerful sermon. That was a powerful message. And, you know, as you know, as Leo mentioned, uh, many adults uh, ended up going to the conference as well. It wasn't just the five adults from our group, but multiple uh, sponsors and multiple adults uh, went to uh, these meetings. 
And what's very unique about the Northwest Youth Conference is that it's not just a conference for teenagers. They also have several meetings uh, specifically geared towards helping the adults and helping teachers teach teachers and teach students. And so uh, teaching us to teach others also, like the scripture says. And so I'd like to invite Brother Andrew to the platform. I think he has a little bit to say. If you're available, Brother Andrew, you're still good to speak. So why don't you come on down, come on forward, and then I'll close things out. I think he's our last speaker. Good evening, Anchor Baptist Church. Yeah, uh, first I thank you God uh, to opportunity to attend the uh, Northwest East Conference, and also I thank you, uh, Pastor and the brothers and sisters, and praying for the the conference. And also I thank you, teens attending, also Sister Ina, Sister Julia, is big help. And. The first, uh, when I heard about the youth conference and then uh, from the pastor, and I would not go to the conference this year because the, my family and I went to Korea this summer, and then I, uh, you can guess that we have the lot of the finances, the extra expense, and so I, need to, I think I need to do work more this, this time. Then, but, um, God gave me the burden and comfort, and then I decided to uh, attend the conference. And then, uh, thank you, God. Uh, I was a tremendous blessing with the conference, and then I have the chance to the watching the our teens and then others to responding the word of God. That was really encouraged me too, and I praise God for that. I, I thought the all of our teens. Uh, have the uh, responding about the God and they decided something. And also I, I have some decide to uh, myself. Because uh, also I thank the Brother Marshall, Metropolitan Church. He's driving very well, safely, and also the, he has our kids, kids watching very well to protect the, our kids, teens. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I forgot some things. I have to note. <laughs> okay. The, I, I learned the, something the, during the conference. The only the God uh, changed our heart and our life. Yes, and also the, uh, I decide to invest more the spiritual things, uh, such as the more praying, uh, for myself, for the, for the teens, also the, our kids, the, who are next generation. And also, the, I, dis, I decide to read, read and meditate the Word of God the, every day again. That means I failed sometimes, <laughs> yes, but I decide again. And also, the, I, uh, decide, I have decided to the, upgrade my driver license to the grade 4. Yeah, then maybe next next time maybe I can drive. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> yeah. So praise the Lord for the, His love and His promise. He is uh, with us forever. And also I would like to the, the read the Bible, Psalms chapter twelve. 
as Michael mentioned about the, the, uh, this uh, passed, passed away. And the conference is passed away, the preaching is passed away, but the word, word is the forever. Amen. The Psalms chapter 12, Psalm chapter 12, verse, verse 6 and 7, that is one of my favorite verse. Psalms chapter 12, Verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Uh, I want to one more see the, the verse. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, I think. Chapter 24, yeah, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Yes, and then I pray for uh, our next generations, our Anchor Baptist teenager and also our kids, also the adults, and uh, our, our hope is Jesus Christ, and also the, the Bible is the, the love letter uh, from our Heavenly Father. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Kim. Charles Spurgeon was once asked by a faithful man, faithful individual in his congregation, which is more important, Bible reading or prayer? Reading my Bible or praying to God? Charles Spurgeon said, well, son, which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? Inhaling or exhaling? Can I help us all with something? We need to pray before we read, before we pray, before we read. We need to learn to walk with God. I'm so grateful for conferences like this. Uh, we've been going to conferences like this for a while, and the last time we were here, or, or we, we were here specifically at this conference, uh, was 2019, and so glad we got to uh, be able to attend this year. As a preacher, I'm always trying to sharpen my own homiletical ability and my ability to preach and to speak forth the word of God, you know, in, in truth and in love. And um, the Bible says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that be able to minister grace unto the hearers. Right? I kind of hodgepodge two verses there, I think, but, you know, hey, it's all good. It's, it's the word of God, right? And... Uh, and as I think about sermons and preaching and messages, we hear a lot and we try to put ourselves under the preaching of the Word of God so much. And what I find in my own life, I can get a little bit jaded or I can act like, you know, I've already heard this before. But sometimes God will use people to speak truth in your life, maybe it's a new voice, maybe it's a, another person, 
It's the same book, it's the same truth, but it's somebody else. And I'm grateful uh, that God uses people like uh, evangelist Scott Pauley and Pastor Sammy Roberson to speak the truth in love uh, to teens uh, from all over the Pacific Northwest. And I believe that many times in life we can struggle with boldness and having a bold witness for the Lord. And oftentimes that's because we're not rooted and grounded and settled in the faith ourselves. God's been working on me um, all the time, all the time. And I want to have a greater, deeper, more profound walk with God. I've heard it said before, the reason we fear men so much is because we fear God so little. The reason we fear men so much is because we fear God so little. Joshua 1.9 says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Uh, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. I've heard these truths spoken often and eloquently, but, you know, I, I'm asking God that I would be bold and I never get tired of people getting saved. I never get tired of people being baptized and added and being, uh, being added to the church and, and joining the church and uh, growing in their Christian walk. I, uh, as uh, it, it says in uh, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, I have no greater desire no greater joy that my children walk in truth. What saith the scripture? I always ask myself that question. What saith the scripture? What does God's word say? Uh, turn to Psalm 138, verse 2. I won't take up too much time, but just want to challenge us on a few things. The emphasis for the conference was the word of God. The word of God. And when we get away from scripture... We'll find ourselves in a world of hurt, like Leo alluded to and Jariah talked about. When you get away from the Word of God, we can expect a lot of pain and a lot of problems in our lives. But if you turn to Psalm 138, Psalm 138, and look at verse 2, the last part of verse 2, Psalm 138, verse 2, Thou, speaking of God, Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. God values his name. God values his word. The theme verse was, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Something I had to conclude with in my own life is that God's word is enough for me, for me. God's word is enough, and his will always agrees with his word. You know, I'm not married, I don't have a family, and I have children. I can't relate to the struggles that many of you have in your lives, but if I may, I have a, an encouragement or an admonition for the parents. Your children don't need a knife in their ribcage. They need the nurture and gentle love of a Christ-honoring mother and the embrace of a strong and gracious and godly man that loves Jesus. who will go to battle who will go to battle with the hounds of hell for their souls don't you dare tolerate sin without a firm reproof but show your kids some love 
Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. God says, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Friends, I don't need to tell you this, but grace and truth, for heaven's sake, love your kids. Keep them close to your heart. Embrace them. Help them to understand that God wants what's best for them. Encourage them to follow Jesus. Not your opinion. Let's follow Jesus. Yes, guide them. Yes, offer godly standards and rules and say we will not listen to this kind of music in this household. We won't walk outside wearing that outfit. Yes, have some rules, but above all, let your children know that they are loved by you and loved by the Lord. If you don't accept them, they'll run to somebody else. They'll run into the arms of someone who does it. So balance your reproof with the love of God. Charity edifies. Love builds up. So friend, demonstrate leadership in your love. Help them understand that you love them in words that cannot be described. Weep for them. The best thing you can do for your kids is to love Jesus. The first and great commandment. Let me encourage you. Next time we have a meeting like this, if the Holy Spirit of God is moving you to attend, or maybe um, if we have a preaching time, maybe to share what's on your heart and what you learned in the Bible, be sure to obey him. On November 26th, we're going to have a time of preaching, and if God has used something in your life, a circumstance or a scripture passage in your life, and you want to be a part of that as a man, and you want to be able to speak the word of God in front of our congregation. This isn't about the live stream in it, or the whole world seeing it. But if you have a heart to help and God moves you to do that, I pray that you do that. A testimony means to testify. You can't have a testimony if you never had a test. And many of us have been tested. Keep our eyes on the Lord, shall we? Please, please, please. It's written in the Psalms, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And as I consider this conference, it's been truths that I've heard as a kid. Not everyone has that heritage. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yeah, I have a goodly heritage. Let's have a godly heritage for our children, for the next generation.